Welcome everyone to this special edition of Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein and I am aware that I look every bit like someone who just spent the last six and a half hours watching professional wrestling. Uh, this is your instant reaction podcast to Wrestle Kingdom 18 that just wrapped up from the Tokyo Dome in uh, Tokyo, Japan. And we have a lot of new champions crowned. Um, and I get like this is an instant reaction show so you should know by now. Uh, but spoiler alert, there is a new... IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Tetsuya Naito is the one standing tall at the end of this night. So we're going to to break all of this down um, in as much detail as I possibly can while being uh, a little bit groggy here and a little bit tired. And admittedly, may, may have dozed a couple of times during the show, but um, not because of the action. Overall, um, well, for, let's before we get into the, the, the full breakdown of the show, uh, thank you for watching. Um, if you are, uh, if you are watching, you can, uh, like this video, subscribe. If you are listening, thank you for listening, uh, you can subscribe to the channel and leave a review. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. So, um, let's get into this now. And overall, this was a very, very good wrestling show. Um, I don't know, well, as we go along, we'll, we'll see, but... Like overall, there was, there wasn't really a dud the whole night. Um, really, like you you go through this card if you're gonna like recommend throughout the night. Okay, well yeah, definitely check that one out. Oh, check that one out. Check that one out. It's kind of the whole thing, and it, it which doesn't help you out a lot because yeah, it started at eleven thirty um, p.m. Mountain Time for me, and it's now five oh eight. So um, it's a long show. But I, I do think a lot of it is worth it here, um, even if you want to just break it up into parts. Uh, the, the night begins with the New Japan Rambo to determine who will challenge for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2024 Championship at New Year's Dash. At the end of it, it is Great Okan, Taiji Ishimori, uh, Toru Yano, and Yo, who end up getting the wins. This was, it was just fun. You know, like, you had a couple of, um, surprises in this one, as you would necessarily, or as you would expect. Um, Hayato Fujita was someone who, who got quite a response. Uh, Takashi Uzuka was fun to, to see him come out and do his thing uh, again a little bit, and dude has... Not that he was ever out of shape, but dude was in shape. He he has been spending his retirement at the gym. Um, that that was an in shape human being. Yo was hilarious. He came out in a tracksuit and was running in socks and uh, sandals and lost them at some point and got kind of crotched on the ropes and just hung out there for ten minutes and then ended up winning. Um, the the it was it was. It was strange, but it was fun, and it, it all made sense. Uh, probably, admittedly, if you're going to go back and rewatch this, you don't necessarily have to. Um, it was fun in real time, but I don't know if this is necessarily something you absolutely have to go out of your way to check out. So then we begin with uh, the, the main card here, and it starts with the tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. It only goes 9.38, and these guys knew they only had 9.38, and they went after it. Um, an interesting start with, uh, it was Catch-22 against the, the Bullet Club War Dogs. Um, Francesco Akira comes out, and he has green hair in the back and body paint, and he opens up a coffin, and out comes a, uh, the, the demon. It, it's, instead of TJP, it was TJ Fiend. Um, and he comes out as the, this new, like, 
demony type character. Um, it kind of like it, it looked kind of like the fiend a little bit with the, the mask and the the eyes kind of bulging a little bit. Uh, but a really really interesting look and a much more aggressive TJP. But these guys, it was just a a sprint in the best way. Um, very, like thirty seconds into the match, Akira and TJP hit an electric chair cutter from the top rope, and so at that point it was like okay. We're getting after it in this one. We're going for it. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it was. It was a really, really fun match. A really enjoyable start to this program. Um, and a match I would recommend going and, and checking out. Again, it's not going to be match of the year, but it, it was a fun, fun one. And uh, TJP and, and Francesco Akira ended up getting the win. And I had thought coming in, um, we talked about it before, Bullet Club is going to get uh, a main like feature on here because they're trying to, to build that up. And that wasn't necessarily untrue. We'll get to the end of the show in a bit. But um, th- these... Were the, these two were not the beneficiaries of that as uh, they end up losing. So we have new junior heavyweight tag team champions. Up next, it was Zack Sabre Jr. defending the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. It goes 8.53, and the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi, ends up getting the win. Um, and it was, it was a really fun spot that ends up getting the win. It was one of those where it was, I'm going to roll you for two, and then you roll me for two, and it was counter, 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 and then Tanahashi just caught him for three, and and that was it. I thought that was, it was so beautifully done. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., I tweeted this out. He is a treat to watch do professional wrestling. It, it is it is art when he is in that ring. Um, it, it's so smooth and it's so effortless. All of it is just, it is perfection. And every, there is not one wasted motion the entire night from a Zack Sabre Jr. And that's something I really appreciate from him. Um, he loses, which is a, a bit of a surprise to me. Um, well, we'll see what, what direction he goes, but I thought like he had a really good 2023 and I, I hope that there is more for him for Tanahashi. The win is a bit of a surprise. Um, you you wouldn't necessarily think of him in the television title picture, but as someone pointed out for someone of Hiroshi Tanahashi's, um, limitations at this point, having a, a title where, um, you're limited to 15 minutes is not necessarily a bad thing. So uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, this was a bit of a surprise for me as uh, up next, it was Yuya Yurimura defeating Yoda Suji by pinfall at 1057. Um, like I, I had said before, I felt like of the, the new pillars, Suji was the one who kind of felt like the biggest deal in part because of how he was brought in and how he was portrayed. And so I thought it could have gone one of two ways. You're going to continue to build on that star power or you're going to let Yurimura catch up. And uh, these two kids put on a show like this was this was a very enjoyable wrestling match and definitely one you're you're gonna want to check out. Um, I I still think like I, I'm next week on the the regular Couch Potato Diary. I'm going to do like a, a look ahead to next year's Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think any of the pillars the the new pillars are going to be um, vying for the, 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 the heavyweight championship. I don't think they are there yet. I, I think they're a year away from being a year away. Like, I think they're going to be in more prominent spots again next year. And then the, the following year going into Wrestle Kingdom 20 is when you're going to see those guys really start to shine, but that they are, they are on the right track for sure. Uh, up next, it was the house of torture with evil and Ren Narita defeating Shoto Umino and Kaito Kiyomiya. 
by pinfall at 706. This one was, you can skip this one. Um, it, it's it's your regular House of Torture match. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, referee gets distracted early on. Eight guys come running in and start swinging away. It, it was just, it was that type of a match the whole way. And then eventually Ren Narita ends up getting the pinfall. Uh, he de definitely needed it. And this was, like I said before, this was a focus on Bullet Club. And it was a focus on, like, of the... Uh, of the, the the new generation coming in for New Japan, you would think Suji and Umino were the ones who were the first furthest ahead, and they each lose. So it, it was allowing Yuimura and uh, and Narita, I think, to, to kind of catch up a little bit. Up next, a uh, singles match for the Never Openweight Championship. Tama Tonga winning the title away from Shingo Takagi at 12.56, and then getting on the mic after and saying um, that he wants to be, or that he is done with New Japan very, very soon. I believe it was within a month. Um, he, he just, he wants to be closer to, to home, um, which you cannot fault him. And he is someone, he has the look, he has the personality. Um, he has a lot of it that would make him, I think, very attractive to wrestling promotions across North America or anywhere that, that he wants to go. Up next, it was the winner-take-all match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships and the strong openweight tag team titles with the Gorillas of Destiny of Hikaleo and El Fantasmo defeating Bishamon of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi by pinfall at 8.56. Another fun one. The finish to this is definitely the one you want to see. They, they did the spot before where El Fantasmo jumps off the top rope with Hikaleo like standing like this and Fantasmo jumps off and splashes and that got a two count. So Hikaleo goes to the top rope and for, for those of you who are unaware, Hikaleo is damn near seven feet tall. And he does the splash off of the top rope, and that gets the pinfall. I'm really excited about this tag team. I, I think that this is a breath of fresh air for the tag team division in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I, I think a breath of fresh air that they desperately needed. Nothing against um, Goto and, and Yoshihashi, but they just... They always felt to me... And look, they, they were very, very good. Um, but they always felt to me like they were the best of what was left for the tag team division, right? Like, there's... Gallows and Anderson aren't there anymore. Um, FTR, in and out, but mainly out. You know, like, you just... The, the tag team dust kind of settled. Uh, Gorillas of Destiny with uh, Tama Tonga and Tongaloa had their run, and now they were done. And now it's, well... No one left, so you guys get them now. Um, that, that, they kind of always felt like that to me, but Gorillas of Destiny, Destiny, sorry, I think really bring a, a real nice, real nice focus now to, to this tag team division, and I, I'm excited to see where they go from here, but I, I really do think, like, I know a lot of the focus is on Yuimura and Suji and Umino and, and Ren Narita, I think they got something in Hikaleo, I like him a lot, I'm a, a big, big fan of his, so I, I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Uh, up next, it was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship with El Desperado taking on Hiromu Takahashi. Desperado's look when he came out was phenomenal with a, a nice mix of the, the red with the black. Um, and he and Hiromu, just a, a phenomenal match, as you would expect. Um, with a lot of physicality. Uh, it starts with a dive from, from El Desperado and that gets this thing going. It was... It was so much fun. I, I enjoy these two's work so well. Um, in the end, it is El Desperado hitting his finisher a couple of times to pick up the win at 14-19. 
and win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I said on the preview show, I want these two guys up in the heavyweight division. Um, I, I think that they would absolutely fit in there. I, I would love to see an El Desperado against a, a John Moxley or something along those lines, right? I, I think both these guys deserve to take that step up into the heavyweight division. Um, they, they seem like they are forever rivals, um, along with Taiji Ishimori get, getting in there as well. Um, but... The, these, the, those three have really done a great job with the junior heavyweight title, and if they just want to keep fighting forever, then I, I guess go for it, but I, I would really like to see them with some fresh competition in the heavyweight division in 2024. Then it was the inaugural IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship with David Finley defeating Will Ospreay and John Moxley at 22-15. Um, I hope that this kind of brings a little bit of consistency to this title since they introduced it like this is basically the 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 United States championship um and they introduced it they had a tournament this is going to be a big thing and then it's barely defended um and then it's kind of it's the UK title but it's not um I I and like just the last few years with New Japan going with the well we're going to go with the um we're going to go with the Intercontinental title as well. Now, okay, now we're going to to, to unify the two, and it's just going to be one title. Okay, well, now we're, we're going to, to bring the other one back as a classic one so that we can make it a, a couple of nights. I feel like they have really done a lot of just, like, hot-shotting some championships over the last few years. I would like for that to settle down here in 2024. And I think David Finley, who is obviously going to be a mainstay in Japan, is the, the right holder for this. Of the three. Like, I'm... Jury's still out on, on David Finley. And again, we, we had some um, Bullet Club involvement in this, and that leads to what will probably be the image of the show, where Will Ospreay hits a moonsault on uh, Coughlin, who I, I believe it was Coughlin, um, who is late, man. Um, he, he's laying on the table, and it's a Japanese table, so that heaven forbid we gimmick these fucking things. And... <laughs> Only his butt goes through, so he's just sitting, like, in this table, just dead out there. It was, it, it's quite the, the visual, but this was fun. Like, Moxley bled, um, there was a lot of violence in this one, as you would expect. Moss, uh, Moxley and Osprey had just a phenomenal sequence at the start of this match. Um, they, they got Finley out of there early, and then they came in and did their thing. It, it was I, I would absolutely go out of my way to check out these ones. Like I said, every match on this show basically delivered. Um, and that it makes it tough to, to really recommend. But if you, if you got to go out of your way, the, the next couple here are the ones you want to see. Uh, up next, it was Kazuchika Okada with a victory over Brian Danielson at 2330 uh, to even up their series at one. I loved this match. Um, first, you have Okada coming out in a, uh, a white robe and a light comes on it and it changes color as the, the light goes down at a really, really cool effect that they were able to, to do here. And then uh, Brian Danielson coming out to his theme. But it was just... It was in this moment where you kind of understood, like, that we this is the last real run for Brian Danielson full-time. And it is such a treat to be able to watch this guy on this big of a stage. Like, he was just coming down the, the ramp, and there's... It, it wasn't the biggest crowd tonight. Uh, I believe announced attendance was around 26,000 people. But still, he is at the Tokyo Dome. It is a, a huge stage, literally and figuratively. And... You just, you never thought you would see this uh, a few years ago for him, and now we don't know how many more times we are going to see it, so it was one of those moments where, like, hey, let's really appreciate what we have here, and this was, th this was such a great match. Both guys, you could see, elevated the, 
I think that was the main story of this match was that both guys understood they had to elevate the level of violence from the first time they wrestled. So you had Danielson saying he wanted to break Okada's arm and he at one point had Okada's arm in one of the gates and was just slamming the steel gate into it. Um, you have Okada landing a, um, a tombstone on the ring apron. Um, and then Okada taking the, the eye patch off of Brian Danielson and working on his eye. Um, but a lot of this match was controlled by Danielson and a, a, like just a masterful job of selling by Kazuchika Okada was it really made this work. And Danielson like had that I'm going to kick his fucking head in um, sort of mentality going. And it was it was just it was so much fun. And then in the end, uh, Rainmaker gets it done for Kazuchika Okada and he gets the win. And then in the main event. Tetsuya Naito is the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion with a win over Sonata. Um, they played up on the history coming into this, and these two had a good match. A, a very, very good match. Um, yeah, I didn't really take... I, I, didn't take a whole lot of notes, just just watched it and enjoyed what was a, a very, very fun match between these two. Um, you, you had Sonata with some throwbacks to, to Great Mudo, uh, where he lands the, the Shining Wizard and then goes for the, the Moonsault. Um, Naito kicks out of that, and then Naito ends up getting the win. Afterward, it's a bit of a buzzkill. Um... But, like, go out and check out this match, for sure. But afterward, it's a bit of a buzzkill, because it is, again, House of Torture coming out. And it's evil, and uh, Dick Togo, and it's just like, oh, man, like, really? This is, this is the next thing? And I get there's a natural story there, but we've done this to death with these two. And then you get the feel-good moment where Sonata comes in, and helps clean house, uh, getting rid of, of um, Togo and, and getting rid uh, of evil and then uh, allowing um, Tetsuya Naito to, to have his moment, shouting out Los Ingobernables de Japón. So it does seem like evil is the, the, next, um, the, the next route that we are going here. I hope that there are, and, and this is the one thing that we've talked, we, we talked about a bit on the, the preview show, the main title picture for New Japan, I get we, we just wrapped up a Sonata run, um, but there needs to be, I think, a, a bit more freshening up of the top of the, the picture here in New Japan. And that's why I'm suggesting, like, let, let's get Desperado into the heavyweight division. Let's get Takahashi into the heavyweight division. Let's get Ishimori into the heavyweight division. Let's just freshen this up a little bit, um, because the, this, I, I don't need another evil title picture, um, or, or title cycle or whatever. It, it's just, that, that was a little bit of a, ugh. Really? Um, also, I should mention, uh, speaking of freshening things up a little bit, I, I don't know how I missed this before, um, after the David Finley match, so before the tag team title match, um, Nick Nemeth and Ryan Nemeth came out. Nick Nemeth, uh, frequently known as Dolph Ziggler, are shown on camera and, and sitting ringside, and David Finley comes out and gets in, in Dolph Ziggler's face, and they do a bit of a pull-apart with those two. So that, that's an exciting one, right? Like, that, that is an exciting or inclusion into all of this, right? Like, give me Dolph Ziggler against anyone on this card, and I will be very excited about that, or Nick Nemeth, or what, whatever he is going to go by. But, look, overall, this was a, a good card from New Japan. I don't think, we're not coming out of this one like we did last year, where we knew we had the, the match of the year already locked up. Um, but this was, just top to bottom, a really solid wrestling show. And 
uh, one where you, you just, you get an appreciation for how much talent is on New Japan. And I think sometimes that can be a little bit forgotten because I do think at points it's become a little bit stale. But you, you watch this show and it's like, well, that was great. Well, that was awesome. Well, that was great. Well, 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 like it's just on down the line. Just great match after great match after great match. And what ends up being a really, really great show. Uh, the, the one critique I had was at the start of the show, the English broadcast uh, wasn't working. Um, and so instead of just running back and forth, seeing it, is it going to work? Is it going to not? Uh, I had the Japanese commentators on all night and uh, you know, they, they bring, they bring the energy. I don't know. Th there was, I'm sure some context stuff I was missing throughout the night. Uh, but they are just a phenomenal soundtrack to, to it. But I haven't loved the changes that New Japan's made to New Japan World, um, and so this was a little bit frustrating. I do believe I saw on social media that the English uh, stuff started to work basically by the time the main card started, but I wasn't about to, to run back and forth to, to try to switch things up. So, um, But yeah, every now and then throw on the Japanese commentary because it, it, it really does add a whole lot of excitement to show. Alright, it's 5.30 in the fucking morning. I'm gonna go to bed. Um, thank you guys so much. Th this is going to count as the Thursday show. Th this isn't just going to be a bonus show. I I'm not going to do another podcast today. Uh, but coming up tomorrow on Couch Potato Diary, we're gonna do NFL Preview, and it's gonna be the year in review for professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, and the world of boxing. The best and the worst from those particular worlds. Find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Make sure wherever you're consuming this, you are subscribing. Uh, if you're watching it, make sure you like the video, leave a comment, uh, and if you are listening, make sure you leave a review. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you guys tomorrow when I wake up. Bye, y'all.